Well, good day, or good morning, or good evening, or good afternoon, whatever the time might be there where you are. This is Arctic Eric, and you have found the podcast Fika with Arctic Eric. That freedom that you and I have as believers in Christ Jesus always, at all times, the freedom to know him more deeply, more richly, more intimately, primarily through the scriptures, that freedom to hear his voice, that freedom to obey, that freedom to follow him into his harvest and share the good news of salvation through faith in Christ alone. Amen. That is Fika. Okay, today we're going to look at three words in the world. And I'm going to take these from the uh, New King James Version. And uh, I've selected a number of them, uh, starting with John 1.10 through 1 John 4.4. And we'll just look at them together today. May the Lord bless you as you listen today. I know that you have other things that uh, you could be doing with your time, but I appreciate you spending some of your precious minutes here with me at the kitchen table. In John chapter 1, verse 10, that verse begins talking about Jesus, that he was in the world. You know, he's our example. He's the one that we follow, and we can see that he was in the world. And we can see from John chapter 9, verse 5, that not only was he in the world, but he is the light of the world. And now that he's ascended to the right hand of the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to dwell richly in the hearts of all who believe, making us, causing us to become a new creation and to be his very temple, then we are now the light of the world as well. In John 13, 1, we read that he loved his own who were in the world. He loved them to the end. You know, there's a lot of people that are so worried about being in the world. And we need to separate the fact that even if you're hiding at home or hiding in a church, you're still on the planet Earth. You're still in the world. And you're going to be spending all of your days down here in the world. The challenge is to not be of the world, not to live under the influence and the swaying uh, and the ethics and morals of a corrupt world, but that God's morals, God's ethics, God's views, God's perspective become our perspectives daily, no matter where we find ourselves in this world. Look what Jesus says about this life that we have in John 16, 33. He says, listen, I'm telling you, in the world you will have tribulation. That's right. You know, a lot of people wonder, gosh, it's so hard at work. I want a new job. Listen, Jesus said you're going to have tribulation. Be of good cheer right there where you are. I have overcome the world. Jesus has put you where he wants you to be as a light to those around you. You know, think back. When you got that job, most of you were extremely thankful and extremely happy that you got it. Well, what happened? What happened to your attitude? What happened to your gratitude? What happened to your thankfulness? Listen, the moment 
you got that new job or you started that university or whatever it might be, at that moment, God knew what was going to look like throughout your walk there. So let's not flee. Let's wait upon the Lord to use us where we are, and then we'll follow him into the next place he desires to use us. You're going to have tribulation in this world. You're going to have challenges. But we can be of good cheer because why? He, Christ in us, the hope of the world, has overcome the world. He was thinking about us in John 17. He said, he was no longer in the world, but these, you and I, who are in the world, that's us, he prays, Holy Father, keep them through your name, those who you've given me. He prayed for you not to try to flee from the world and hide from the world. And that that can be the business world or the academic world or the religious world or any other world within the world system. He says, when I was with you, when I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I've kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, Father, And these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy filled in themselves. Listen, when Christ ascended, how is it that we could have his joy fulfilled in us, in you? Because he sent the Holy Spirit so that you and I would not be alone in the world and by the power of the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit, not be of the world. That as our minds are renewed and transformed on the word of God and we understand how he sees things, what righteousness is, what rightness, correctness, and ethics and morals from his perspective, are. That's what he wants to do for us. And Paul was writing in 1 Corinthians 8, 4, he says, concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there's no other God but one, our God. Listen, don't worry about all these things around you that others in the world who don't know Christ may or may not be involved with. Listen, we need to stop expecting the world to act like Christians. And all the more when many Christians don't act like Christians. It's about the activity of the Holy Spirit in and through a Christian's life that manifests that light that Christ is in us. We, we, we can learn to depend upon the Holy Spirit in the world to keep that light in us ablaze. In 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world. That's right. Paul was in the world. You and I are in the world. Christ was in the world. But how did he conduct himself? Through the ability of God's amazing enabling grace? Well, he did it in simplicity and godly sincerity. He did not function with fleshly wisdom. You and I have the mind of Christ in the world, whatever world that we're in, whatever sphere we're in to have his mind and his wisdom by the grace of God. And then it will be multiplied more abundantly toward us. 
In Ephesians, Paul writes, At that time, before you were born again, you were without Christ. You were an alien. You were a stranger. You had no hope. You were without God in the world. But Christ came. And at the right time, he died for sinners. God raised him. And that's the one that you're trusting. In Philippians, he says that each of us are to be blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. That's how God wants us to live, through his enabling grace, through the power of the person of the Holy Spirit, that more and more we're becoming blameless and harmless as children of God because we are in the midst, not fleeing from, not hiding from, but we're in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. So the challenge is that we become not like the world, but that through us, Christ in us, and through proclamation of the good news that those we meet in the world will also become as lights that shine in the world through faith in Jesus Christ. In Colossians 2.20, Paul says, therefore, this big word if now, therefore, if you died with Christ, from what? From the basic principles of the world, why would you be living in the world? Why do you subject yourselves to these foolish regulations? Listen, we're following Christ, a person. Yes, God has principles, but he is not a set of principles we follow. He is a person that we follow, a person of principle. And our principles are to come from the scripture, not from the world. And think of the times I've heard people say, yes, Eric, but it works. But what work? Listen, there's many things that work in the here and now that have no eternal value, but we're to spend our time with the eternal one in the eternal scriptures so that others can know eternal life. It's not about what works. It's about who is doing that eternal work. First Peter, we're told, resist, stand in the faith, Understand that the sufferings you're going through are experienced by your brothers and sisters in the world. It's by faith that we stand. It's by faith we resist. It's by faith we understand we're not alone. Christ is with you and with all who are experiencing tribulation. In 2 Peter, we read, We have been given exceedingly great and precious promises, but if you don't read the book, you're not going to know what the promises are, that through these, you and I might be partakers of this ever-increasing divine nature, this sanctified life, this transformed life, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. God wants to set us free to be the person he recreated us to be. In 1 John, we read, don't love the things of the world or the world itself. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Listen, if you can't love God more than you love the world, 
And if you're loving the things of the world while you're in the world, well, then you need to check up and say, well, is in fact the Father in you? Are you in fact born again? That's 1 John 2.15. Take a look. In 2.16, he says, for everything that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Now, you know, it's one thing to have a temptation, and it's another thing to live doing that temptation. In other words, fulfilling that temptation. If you're living in lust, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, then cry out to God today and ask him to help you that you might, in fact, be an overcomer in the world. We know that every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. And you've heard he's coming. And he's already now active in the world. But the greater one, listen to this now, we'll end with 1 John 4, 4. Right after he talks about the Antichrist is already in the world, he says this to you today, right here at the kitchen table, and thanks again for being here. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. Why? How? Who? Because he, that's Jesus, his Holy Spirit, that spirit of grace in you, he is greater than the one who is in the world. Isn't that marvelous today? Listen, we're in the world. We're not to try to hide from it. The challenge is to not be of it, and we can't succeed in not being of it apart from the enabling power of the Holy Spirit living in us. Listen, thanks again. We went a couple minutes longer than sometimes here at the kitchen table, but thanks for hanging in here with me. Let me pray for you. Father, I ask you in Jesus' name that your good, perfect, and acceptable will be done for everyone who's listening today, that it be done for them, in them, and through them for others. Amen. Good day.